Hello and welcome to Two Bros Talking Sports podcast episode 45. We are your hosts, Sam, along with my stepbrother, Travis. Uh, Travis, how are you doing? Did you watch the game last night? Disappointing, man. I definitely watched the game. I was like, I don't know why I sit up this late. I kept hoping Gonzaga would make a run to come back into it. And it's just like, oh, we got within nine and it's back to 16. Credit that to Bernard, was, man. Yeah, that was their window right there when they got it to nine. And then they just had a couple horrific. First off, I think it was a combination of, I think after you see huge wins within, you know, 48 hours in this case, you're going to have like some type of emotional hangover. Almost feel like it's going to happen. So they did come out flat. And I knew Baylor, one of the talking points they were going into, but Baylor was talking about how, how great they are at offensive rebounding and absurd right from the beginning, how much more energy they had. And then as they played out, and even as Gonzaga settled down, I, it was just clear to me that Baylor was the best team by far. Yeah, their defense was ridiculous. Like every time freaking Gonzaga would try to penetrate the paint, it's like, nope, try the other side, nope, try the other side. Like they just couldn't figure it out. And there were some they, they tried playing some zone defense that was that just, worked for like one possession. No, for three plays in a row or three possessions in a row, they just passed it to the guy. And there was it was either the guy who received it was going to just turn around and get a free shot, or the defender was going to go over to help and they'd dish it over and he'd have a free. So everything against zone in that case. Um, Timmy just looked like he was lost out there. Um, Seriously. yeah, a lot of turnovers couldn't hit open threes, and um, but yeah, I covered it early, early night too from watching that game. It's a good game to watch. There's, I mean, there's four players in that game, they're probably gonna be first round picks, and two of them are probably maybe even three lottery picks. Now, there's the everyone's like, what's his name, the Butler guy, what's his first name? Well, he had 22 points last night. Um, but now Jared Butler, when most of the oh, yeah, yeah. play. But, like, Mitchell's probably a top 14 pick. I, obviously, Suggs is, at this point, probably put himself in the running for top three just based off his track record. And Kispert's probably going to be a potential lottery pick, too, just based on – once you get to the late lottery team, like the Celtics. If Celtics could have added that guy at 14, that's exactly what they need is someone who can freaking beat Kyle Korver out there. Yeah, that was um, dominated from start to finish. Uh and so congrats to them, as well as uh, I did watch a little bit of uh, like Final Four and, and, and championship game of uh, the women's side, at least from the UConn. I was really rooting for Arizona. And then Arizona um, and Stanford. I, had, I forgot that I was, I was like watching Stanford celebrate. And I totally I knew it, but I forgot that Russell Wilson's sister is on the team until they showed him in the stands. And I was like. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. What what's her name? Is it Asia Wilson or no? That's a different that's a different person. Right? No, yeah, Asia is uh where was she? South Carolina. I don't I don't know. Something like yeah, Carolina, I wanna say. Anyways, yeah. So she was out there. Um yeah, so I watched UConn lose, but I will say Beckers is gonna be uh, she'll be insane next year too. But by the time she's a senior, it's it's not even going to be fair if she keeps us going. Yeah, um, she's very good. And then there's some studs out there, too. But that, those are a couple of exciting games as well. So 
Um, good, good end to it. I will say I didn't watch as much as I have in prior years, but it was good um, to have college basketball this year after not having anything last year. I'll say that much. It was good. And, um, yeah, it would have been cool to see Gonzaga win it, you know, uh, but, uh, Baylor definitely <laughs> won that. Um, let's switch it over. We're coming up on, I mean, we have a lot more we, we're going to discuss here, but we're coming up on, um, the masters starting Thursday felt like a lot of drama going on there. Is there, I, I was trying to figure out, I was trying to keep up with everything going on. So speed it's, has been playing uh, first off, I lead it off. I watched speed play this past weekend and win um, in Texas there. Uh, he's been in that position almost every Sunday that I've been watching. He's been in a position to win. He just hasn't been able to, it's not that he's played bad. It's not like he's had any yips. Like I feel like he's had in the past. But he just would come into Sunday, he'd shoot right around even, and then he just would fall out of contention. But he was finishing high, finally put it together here. It's his first win, I think, since 2018 or 17. One of those two. Kind um, of crazy. And which is cool because he brought a ton of excitement in a tigerless uh, Augusta for a few years there. Um, but yeah, I, I saw some Bryson DeChambeau stuff. Um, Dustin Johnson, I saw. I think Kepka's back, right? Yeah. So, what was some of the drama that you were talking about? Oh, there's more just like there's been. I, I don't know if you watched the news at all, but it's just been the whole like Major League Baseball moving their mm-hmm. thing out of Georgia. So now it's like you moving the Masters. It's like no, they're not moving the goddamn Masters. So like <laughs> there's been all these things depth. like well, and, and like let's be honest, man, Augusta is like deep rooted in. You saw the Tiger documentary where like well, I was about first ever African American play at the course. If they haven't changed it with the knowledge of what they know about the course and what it's founded on, uh, then they're not going to move that. Yeah. So there's been that going on. You got politicians like asking people for canceling their memberships. It's just ridiculous, but um, I'm excited. Masters will be good. Hopefully the weather will cooperate. It's, it's good to have an April again after not having an April last year. Cause I feel like it is going to kick off the spring, you know? And uh, I have to assume there's going to be quite a few people there. Um, I haven't heard that. Yeah, I don't know what their policy on attendance is. But yeah, man, it, uh, it's I don't know. Life's a little better when Masters is going on that weekend. Um, yeah, such a fun time of year for sports. Base baseball just started up. I don't know if you watch that all. This uh, this Red is Sox one of my gotten off to a hot start. <laughs> you mean a hot mess start? Um, yeah, they're uh, <laughs> they're looking like they're in for a rough ride. A lot could change, um, but who knows? Yankees, I feel like they'll you know they started off a little bit rough, but they just um, trade for uh, they trade for Odor. Odor, the greatest, the greatest. Don't forget, give him some respect. Greatest landed punch in a sports history where it's not hockey. Where it's like you're not allowed to do it. Um, there's been a lot of like, oh, you know, rush, you know, all the, the everybody rushing the field, all that stuff, and you know, they just want to get out there to pretend like they're going to do something, especially basketball. But um, oh yeah, never forget greatest punch. But yeah, they just brought him on. I'm sure they got him for nothing. I didn't even look what they got it for. Yeah, but... he didn't make the roster. So I'm sure it's like cash. Yeah. So versus the Yankees you know, is like five millions a dollar. So. Um, you know. Ugh. 
You talk about uh, greatest landed punch. Now it just makes me think of Pedro and the Yankees. And what was it? What the hell was the Don Zimmer just fucking tossing? <laughs> anyway, that's like, getting off topic. He put, but. he put his head down and just, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, just some, some, I guess a couple of things to look at. Tatis just went out yesterday, swung so hard, he dislocated his shoulder. <laughs> um, that's, the new ba- that's the new baseball era. Um, I really hope this is a year that we see Mike Trout make a run in the freaking playoffs. Please, baseball gods, just give it to him. Um, I don't know. I hope that goes well. But yeah, baseball just starting. It's hard to be, you know, take any. <laughs> it's hard to take much away from the first four games. Of it's only 158 games left. So. It's like the worst. When I did fantasy, fantasy baseball that one time, it was all fun. And then the second week happened. <laughs> I don't think anybody checked their scores. I don't even know if we found out who won. Um, all right. So we've got some football stuff happening. Some exciting stuff. So to recap what's happened since we've last talked. We've got Sam Darnold on the move, which is basically uh, or essentially made it 100%. Maybe even if there's more than 100%, which there isn't, but 110% chance that they're taking uh, Wilson, Zach Wilson at two. Um, today, uh, was it Schefter? Yeah, Schefter was on a podcast. And he yeah. said that they asked, like, who's San Francisco? And he basically said, oh, it's Mac Jones. Mac Jones, gonna sit Jimmy, sit him for a year, but you also have to think about it from their perspective. He's, I mean, next to Fields, he's probably the most pro ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they're they've all this speculation that they want to keep Jimmy, and Jimmy's yeah, made a yeah. fucking glass. So Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo could hurt himself in the first fucking days of training camp. They're like, shit, now we have Trey Lance, and now he needs to start, and we're supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, like. If it is Mac Jones, then he's someone that can go in and run the offense capably. So I don't know if you watch Get Up at all or if the time change makes it, because that's like the first thing that's on when I wake up. Yeah, well, probably at work. If you've never watched Get Up on ESPN, it's basic. First off, ESPN, why do you want – I just saw that actually this before we started recording that. They're not trading Russell Wilson. First off, what is ESPN's vendetta? What did Russell Wilson do to ESPN that they want him to be traded so bad? Um, so that's because it'll thing. give them like three weeks of programming. <laughs> They're just praying, speak it to existence. Um, and then, and then we look at uh, it, it's it's just a show about QBs. That's all it is. And um, and so they've been talking and going back and forth about all this stuff. And every time Mac Jones comes up, the whole everyone's arguments like, oh well, Zach Wilson's the best one because he's had to do more with less. But he's also playing against less, in my opinion. Like oh, Mac yeah. Jones is week in week. Name, yeah, he. Well, that's it. Is is name Mac one Jones, team BYU played against last year? I can't. I can't even. And name how many players of those teams that we can't name who are probably going to be drafted first round, like Mac mm-hmm. Jones was playing every single week. So while yes, you have the Heisman Trophy wide receiver to throw to. It would have made made even a bigger difference if they had Waddle to throw to, but you're also playing against a safety that's going to go first round. Uh, a linebacker is going to go second round. Like it's just it's one of those things where that's like a dumb argument in my eyes. So I think Mac Jones, while I don't think he is the style of quarterback that the league is sort of gravitated towards, but I think he's capable and he'll he 
could definitely give you a chance. I think I think there's a higher ceiling than people want to give him. I feel like his stock is so split. Like if you draft mm-hmm. in the first round, you're an idiot. Also, he's probably going to go top three. So who the hell knows? It's yeah. I think people want him to be Joe Burrow. Um, Agreed. I could see that. But uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. So anyway, whatever all of these mock drafts and Schefter reports and all that stuff go, what we do know, we got to trust, I guess, sources at this point because we're just counting down the days until we actually find out, which usually doesn't go according to plan. We usually get, you know, um, Daniel Jones drafted and we didn't see that come in. But right now, it's definitely a QB uh, thirsty market, it seems like, with some of these teams. They've positioned themselves where it's most likely going to be three QBs taken in a row, uh, Lawrence, Wilson, and then uh, at this point, maybe Jones. So that's going to leave Trey, and that's going to leave Justin. Um, two quarterbacks, I guess the you know jury's still out for sure. We're not we're not completely sure what to make of it. Justin Fields, I feel like <laughs> people have made themselves not like his his potential. I don't know if that was like yeah, that, that north. Northwestern I think it's not on him that's out there is that he doesn't move through his progressions quick enough. And that most, like, I think it was something like 85% of his throws last year. And who the hell fucking tracks this stat? But 85% of his throws were to his first read, which is a I'd like misleading to, stat. Like, if it's the first like read's open, Cam you throw Nunes. it to him. Yeah, like, <laughs> Cam Newton, how many times did he stand in the pocket, punch the football in his hands, and then throw it at the guy's ankles? Or it gets sacked oh. before he even had a chance to do that. I didn't read the pressure. Um, sorry, Cam. I'm sorry. Uh, but, uh, no, dude, no, did so, you see it? You didn't see his Instagram video recently, man? It's like, he's the big, he's like the biggest hype man. I will say his Instagram video is like, all right, this guy might actually do something this year, but it's going to be the same thing, let's be honest. You know what sucks is that, like, if he was at anywhere close to the level that he was in the past, all of that stuff would be so spectacular. It would be so great. And I think the pa- – and we know that the Patriots – there's been multiple teammates who have come out and said, like, it means a lot to them when he comes in with the same energy, the same, like, work ethic, all the stuff. He can just bring sort of some energy where it's needed. But it also – but as you just said, it looks like just the most hype-hungry um, thing because of the performance that he had last year. Oh, yeah. It's not going to get better. <laughs> we don't, Even though everyone says year know. two, year two in the system. <laughs> um, <laughs> how do we even know that? We've had one fucking QB for our entire existence of watching football, it feels like. It's um, I take that back. We had Drew Bledsoe and we had the but I barely yeah, remember Drew Bledsoe. I, all I remember is the hit. <laughs> that <laughs> game. um, So back to the draft here. Let's look at some of the teams uh, in order from after three. Um, What we know about some of their teams, I know uh, like Falcons have, I guess, received some offers and are are open to it, um, which kind of shows me based off of the restructuring they did with Matt Ryan and stuff that they're not in a rush to make it happen. Maybe they're more open to finding some pieces that would maybe help Matt Ryan. Yeah. And sorry to interrupt, but I, I also think that 
you can't from like a, even just any team's trading up perspective. Let's say the Broncos really want Trey Lance. You can't comfortably trade up to four until the San Francisco 49ers make their pick. Sure. You know what I mean? And yeah, you're putting yourself in a better position to get a better player if it's not the guy you want. But at the same time, how much you're gonna have to give up just to trade up, and then the guy you think you want sure. gets taken. Patriots in the same perspective. Unless the Patriots yeah, yeah. are comfortable trading up to four and saying whether it's Jones, Fields, or Lance, doesn't matter. We're comfortable with it. Go for it. But like, I feel like this type of move will wait until the day of the draft. They'll field all these calls, get some last minute offers day of. But I, I was going to ask you a question about that. Uh, do you think if we're going to see the Patriots make a move, it's going to be draft day? Um, if they are keen on one of the quarterbacks that they think potentially is available. Because here's the thing. I think especially ex-football guys who are in management now involved with it, they seem the most petty out of all the major sports in my eyes. And I, I, I say that as a compliment. It makes it viewing um, super exciting because that's why you have some great football organizations. That's why you have some terrible football organizations because there's a lot of ego involved and everyone thinks they're right with it. I do also think that there is some mind fucking going on right now too. Oh yeah. Like to send out sources and some ideas like to bait teams, to make moves or or do something that um, might be deemed irresponsible in the long run. But um, as far as the Patriots go, do you think you would see them like they're going to, they would absolutely wait till draft day. Right. Yeah, I, I would have to think that they do. Here's the thing. The way I look at it is we do need a fucking quarterback, but, like, at this point, we, we know pretty much QBs are going one, two, three, which prior to that, it was very unclear if three would be a quarterback. Now we pretty much can, with all certainty, say there will be a quarterback taken at three. Obviously, the pivot point starts at Atlanta. They can either trade that pick for a haul or just sit there and take Kyle Pitts, who's a Fucking imagine putting Julio in that offense with Calvin Ridley. Like, goddamn, who needs a running back? He just throw the ball every fucking time. Matt Ryan already throws the ball 50 times a game. Like, that guy would be a fantasy freaking nightmare. Um, but like, then you figure after that, since I think it's smart, first off, before you keep going, I think it's smart by them to say they're completely open to it. Oh, yeah, because if they think that one of their guys, like, again, a, a potential. Because I mean, we're still not getting – I don't think we're getting to the best players uh, in the first – like let's say someone trades up to four because they 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 know that the quarterbacks have gone one, two, three. They need their guy. And need, I don't know. Maybe they draft – they move back a few spots or whatever because they know one of these incredible offensive weapons that are there from the receiving standpoint um, – is right down to him. So it's, I mean, it's smart for them to do all of this, but yeah, continue. So Cincinnati. Cincinnati at five at that point, they, they can kind of just pick whatever the hell they want. You figure Chase will probably still be there. Depending on Atlanta does, Pitts may be there. Sewell was the best option. Tackle will be there. Like they don't have to move anywhere. You know what I mean? They literally can just sit there and wait. And then Miami picks at six. You figure Miami's probably taking a receiver, most likely Smith or Waddle with the Tua connection. And then again, the Detroit's the other one that you know is interested in trading down. So that's another favorite point where do we see the Patriots jump up to seven and hop the Broncos? Do we see the Broncos not wait around and move up two picks to get their guy, whether it's Fields, Lance, or Jones, whoever's left? You figure who's at eight? Eight's Carolina. Mm-hmm. They have Donald. Now. 
I don't imagine unless Teddy. they're trying to trade back out and get some more picks after trading away some. Uh, they have Teddy through 2022, and now they have Darnold. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, I would think they'd be taking the best player available for them. And then you got the Broncos at nine. So, like, from a Patriots perspective, the way the board could shake out, like, they could be left with J.C. Horn, who's their cornerback of the future, which you kind of need with Gilmore's contract situation and J.C. Jackson. You could be left with, shit, Jalen Wallach could fall over the 15, depending on when the board shakes out. Like, that'd be ridiculous. Like, you, you really, and at the same time, you may not even have to move. You could literally sit there, and yeah. depending if, you know, Detroit says no to a quarterback and it's only Denver above you that wants him, Lancer Fields could just fall to you at 15. And I don't want to look ahead because I'm very much looking forward to what's going to happen here. Um, is there any, like, as far as free agency goes, the following year or, like, draft-wise the following year, if because here's the thing is if the Patriots again if like a waddle or something fell down grab them you've got a team that any quarterback would want to play for the thing is I don't know what they're going to have money available next year because uh, um, right. all these all these contracts they signed they're really low cap now they're going to jump it's like it's like I think it was like 78 million this year combined next year it's like 135 million combined. so it jumps to about 50 million obviously they're factoring the tv money coming in but they, they took advantage of the stock market this year and really were super aggressive, which is great right. because now I, th- I think I've texted this a few times. They have like 80 players rostered. They only roster 90 and 52 make the, the day of, you know, game day roster. So they're not going to draft 10 players, even though they have 10 draft picks. You'll see them move around their board. I wouldn't be surprised if they consolidate some of these to move up or even very well consolidate or trade out some of these to move into next year, um, just based on some of their roster needs. But this might be the most excited I have ever been for a Patriots draft because it's like they're in that sweet spot. And also, again, we've talked about this ad nauseum, how annoying it is that they won two fucking meaningless games and put themselves at 15 rather than nine or 10 or 12, even 12, 12 and 15 doesn't seem like a lot, but it's a huge difference. Um, look what San Francisco had to do. Now you're three picks behind what San Francisco had to do. Now trying to get the four, that's like a momentous leap. Um, but it like Thursday night of that draft, it seems like this is going to be actually like super exciting to watch. See how the board shapes out. See what the Patriots are doing. See what yeah. Nike's doing in the boardroom, sitting in his chair. See, I'm I'm so excited, just like you. I've never been more excited for a draft. I'm going to tame my expectations because I there is a universe, there is a world that I could see like some trade up, and you're just like, oh my god, they're going to take one. And it's like some offensive. T- <laughs> oh yeah which again if they trade up yeah i i totally agree totally agree or like and, it's total yeah. bill belichick move i will say this and i don't know if you read any of the reports you know robert Kraft went out i mean he had that big interview last week basically saying that they have not drafted well they don't want to build this team for the rating it's not how it's done and it does make it seem like bill belichick i don't know if he's necessarily i also saw he's more collaborative efforts with correct this guy. yeah i don't think he's necessarily losing his you know some of his powers or his say, but it's not just like there's a report that he basically said F you to the scouts and took Nikhil Harry anyways. We saw how that worked out. Um, <laughs> scouts wanted AJ Brown and Debo Samuel. Imagine we have one of those guys right now. Those are clear number ones, or at least Debo Samuel is a number two slash pretty much flex guy all around the offense. Yeah. Like very different story if we have one of those guys. You probably don't have to spend $13 million on Nelson or That money could have gone somewhere else. Um, but I will be interested to see if, if like, 
all right, this is a reasonable pick that most guys had mocked to him, not fucking Jordan Richards in the second round, who just, you know, like all these ridiculous picks, like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, you know, out of left field. Because that's I'm so bad. I mean, so again, a lot's going to happen. A lot can and will most likely happen, um, especially on the day, in the minutes of each pick, uh, especially the top three. Again, very hinging, uh, a lot hinging on uh, what, if that Schefter report holds true, is it Mac Jones? Um, Obviously, you got to think that the Patriots are playing so many different scenarios in their head. If they found one of these guys that they truly like, outside of who we at least from today you know april 6th um are hearing are going, are going to be the top um if the patriots really they did their due deal uh, to this point they've gone to pro, pro days due diligence to figure out is justin or trey maybe those two i again i, I honestly have nothing i can say about Trey Lance, I don't know what type of QB he is other than what type of athlete he is. Um, I will say Justin Fields put on a show for yeah. athleticism and, and throwing. He seems like he's a um, – I don't – I get not, – not in every sense of the way they plays, but I get very, like um, – of course, I'm blanking on his name here. Uh, the Saints – Shit. Winston? Oh, yeah. Jane, I get, like, vibes of that. But I feel like he's way more athletic. Yeah, I, I don't know. I did, James Winston's just so turnover prone. That's the thing you about Fields. You haven't seen not. him since he's got corrective surgery, Yeah, Travis. Fields does not have a lot of turnovers. That's no. the biggest thing. Um, so I, I could be talked into – Either or, I guess. I'm again. I'm I'm definitely biased towards wanting to have a fresh start at QB position and someone to sort of cheer through the ups and downs. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll have to see if the Patriots are all in on one of these guys. Um, I mean, regardless, like I said, if it's quarter, we all I think we all want them to draft a quarterback because they need one. But like, they're in a really good position to add talent. And they need young talent. Their roster is pretty stacked right now with this, you know, free agency moves. But they need young talent across the board. They do have an aging roster, so yeah, add some quality young talent. All right. Well, let's leave it there for now. Obviously, there'll be more talks and stories and um, all of those, everything, uh, the lead up to the draft here in a few weeks, uh, which is crazy to say. It's right around the corner here. Um, let's go over to some other things that are going on between basketball, NBA, and uh, NHL. Let's start with basketball. We're seeing maybe a little sign of life as far as potential for the Celtics in the last few games. Um, we're seeing Fournier be someone that can contribute. Um, we're seeing some guys return to health. <laughs> Fournier's out again. Uh, well... Yeah, fucking COVID, man. Um, what have you What have you taken from the last or this past week um, over the last few games from the Celtics? They get ready to play tonight against, I think, a Joel and Beadless Philly. So maybe a chance to to get a uh, a convincing win would be nice. 
biggest takeaway is that Robert Williams is pretty pivotal to this team. And I hope mm. he stays in the starting lineup and Tristan Thompson comes back. Um, feels like the only good things happen when he touches the ball, even if it's just a touch. He's not Horford-esque, but like where they ran the offense in the high, you know, high key with, with Horford, you know, get the touch, pick and roll, um, can facilitate. And he had, what, almost near triple-double the other night with assists. Um, yeah. And these are not easy passes. These are like, you know, bullet passes into a shooter's pocket. Um, he's a really good passer. So that, that, that's the biggest thing I've come away with. Marcus Smart is not shooting shots like he used to, which is great. You know, if he takes five shots a game, quality number. If he's open, take it. But, like, not open, pass to someone else, dude. Don't do not do it. Um, and just do what you were doing. Langford came back. That looked good, even if it's short. And hopefully he can kind of ramp up. They've all talked about how important he's going to be going forward, and I completely agree. They need more wing depth and reliable wing depth. And like you said, Fournier – Rough start, but, like, clearly going to give the team a lot of what they've been missing off the bench in terms of the assists, the shooting. Um, that's an exciting addition. Ultimately, we've talked about this. Success comes down to whether they can defend. Um, and, you know, they, they kind of had a softer schedule. So we'll see what they can do against even, a, you know, an envied list Sixers team, which still has a lot of talent on it tonight. What do we got left now? How many games? You have? 22. Approximately. Okay. 22 games. 22 games. So, yeah, plenty of time. Make a run. Get well-established um, seating-wise. Um, again, right in the mix, middle there. <laughs> Try to avoid the Nets. I texted you this earlier this week. I just thought of it. <laughs> like Steve Nash has gone through a career's worth of coaching adversity in a single season. Yes. Um So, I'm curious to see how that <laughs> goes over. I, I, it's a straight that whole Durant thing was one of the strangest things <laughs> I've seen. Um, just yeah, so bizarre. And uh, but the new team that everyone wants to hate, I guess. Anything else about the around the league that you've been keeping an eye on or seeing? Not really. I feel like playoffs are gonna be here before you know it. Twenty-two games sure is like it's pretty much like a month. Exactly. So I'm really pretty excited. And now let's go over to um, sort of the parallel sport here uh, as far as seasons go. NHL, Bruins, um, we, get a, we get a little Mainer. You Mainer starting up uh, in goal tonight against Philly, Swayman. Um, I think he was what? He was Hobie Baker finalist. I, don't think I believe so, yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, great goaltender from college days excited to see him uh represent he's been tearing up in providence yeah so he's getting his chance tonight uh have you watched some games here and uh if you have what have you taken from that i have not watched many games but regardless there's still just a, there's, there's a lot of uh let's call them passengers on this team they're not they're not doing a whole lot craig smith's been extremely underwhelming charlie yeah, coyle is yeah. pretty much invisible their defense has not been what it needs to be. Um, since Rass has gotten hurt, they've been very inconsistent in terms of their record. Um, you know, they're they're still lacking secondary scoring, and that's extremely important. Like what I, we talked about this last week, but like trade deadline's Monday, so by the time we record this, we're not going to record again until after we see what the Bruins do in terms of the trade deadline. So they need to figure out what they're doing, whether they're going for it. 
Um, I think I, I even forgot about how much salary cap space they can potentially have this offseason with Krejci's, you know, contract off the books. Rask is off the books. Halak's mm-hmm. off the books. They have some pretty decent money this summer to kind of turn over the roster and reshape it. Um, Come on, Swimming. You got you, you to be great tonight. And, like, let me ask you this. If, let's say Swimming comes out and, like, holy shit. And, I mean, let's put no pressure on the damn guy ball. Like, Flatter's even acquitted himself pretty damn well for what he's had to do and the role he's been thrust into all of a sudden. What if, like, Swim comes out and he's all of a sudden hot? Like, is it even worse? Do the opposite of what Subban did? Yeah, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Was it, like, three goals and six shots? Um, Yeah, that was the the beginning of the end for him. Um, Like, I almost just say run run with the young kid if he's doing well because, like, Rask is just so unreliable. Yes, he's still otherworldly talented, but, like, He's so unreliable. Yeah. I'll be interested to see what happens. Seems like potentially maybe a little age getting to him as far as getting banged up here and there. Um, Obviously, Palak is no better as far as age-wise. But, um, yeah, that that would be interesting. Did you uh, catch Connor McDavid's little elbow there? (laughs) I caught the breakdown of, like, his contract and how much he, he made money off that elbow. No. Well, it's like just if you break down his contract, it's like he, he still came out on top. Like per minute per game he makes, and he got like a five minute penalty. It's yeah, it's fine five thousand dollars, he makes like seven grand a minute, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> um it's I funny that so him that... and McKinnon, like the two biggest finesse players in the league, like back to back days. One I saw I someone a, actually now that you mentioned a that, helmet but... at someone. <laughs> Well, sometimes when you, you you know when the blood's pumping, the adrenaline's going, you got that like exercise brain fog going on. You, you just do things. You do things that you you can't explain in the past. Um, the the I think someone said about the Connor McDavid like equivalent to somebody who was making like I don't know an average uh, yearly salary equivalent to like twenty bucks. It's like, man, I wish I could pay somebody, pay only 20 bucks to go out in the middle of public and just elbow somebody <laughs> for no reason. Seriously. Um, so, yeah, so that's, you know, hockey's counting down too. Do you know how many games left in the NHL season? I don't. I don't. I can it's close. It it's got to be close. To it's got to be close. Maybe a little more in the NBA. Maybe, actually, they're, only, they're playing less games in the NBA this year, right? I believe so. I thought they were. Um, maybe, maybe they're right on schedule. I'm just so excited to see other matchups than, again, Philly, Washington, <laughs> <laughs> like Pittsburgh. Well, if you're in luck, man, you got Philly, then Washington, then Philly, then Washington. There you go. <laughs> Next four games. Like I keep, I keep refreshing my Bleacher Report app because I think it's like it hasn't uploaded from the last last time and nope they're just playing philadelphia flyers again tonight yeah 21 looking at their schedule between the 20th and the 29th they play the uh or the first sorry they play the, the sabers five five out of seven games so those should, should be five wins we'll see but it's like a playoff Save. series um well yeah it should be five wins i mean that's you kind of win you kind of get a point just showing up huh Against the Sabres these days. It's like the SAT um, just getting certain points for writing your name. Yeah, I know, right? Um, 
Well, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, let's go to sort of like the, the random. Um, anything else in the sporting world? I mean, we had Paul Pierce, rest in peace, ESPN. Um, and we got, as I text, again, another thing I text you, you know, believe it or not, as bad as that live video was, it wasn't worse than a lot of his actual basketball takes on ESPN, as much as I loved him as a Celtic. Um, you could basically bank on whatever his prediction was, just go the opposite, and you're good. Um, yeah. Yeah, see you later. Uh, anything else as far as movies, shows, anything you've been watching? Did you watch the new King Kong? We did watch that last night. Did you? It was entertaining. It was entertaining. That's all these movies are. They're not like any substance, but they're entertaining. <laughs> as, as much as they try to have substance in them, like eh, it's just, it's still just yeah, do a little beating the shit out of each other. B-roll to like Oh, there's a human in this movie, and then back to lizards fighting monkeys. Yep, yep, that's pretty much. It's they worth the watch. Have, it's, yeah. They all have the same. They're all shot the exact same way. Oh yeah, and it's always great. You know, a whole city's just destroyed, and they just move on with their lives. Man, I'll definitely like, watch it. I can't wait to see what spurred this on. Um, I have I have a feeling it's like the same plot line as a lot of other movies like in the action way um or like batman versus superman in a sense um but i also mortal. could see it what's that mortal kombat's coming out next week too oh my oh, god no, actually the 23rd it got pushed you back remember to the how bad that movie was but i loved it well i'm sure like with the special was, effects again it was of the times because it was the guy with the i think he had four or six arms like yeah. one of the yeah. One of the guys, the, the special effects was so bad, but I love that movie. So that is one I'm excited for. I don't know if it's a complete remake of like the exact same script or something completely different, but um, definitely pumped. Yeah, yeah, HBO is just good for every week right now. Just like sliding in a movie that I didn't know I wanted to watch. Yeah, for sure. Um, I haven't seen anything show wise. No, there's, I mean, there's obviously new stuff coming out regularly. Yeah. Keeping us going, keeping us going. But this weekend will be a whole lot of Masters. Um, and hopefully some sunshine here. But, uh, all right, man, let's call it a close on episode 45. I think we've talked about this, that, and everything in between. So, um, until next week, again, we'll probably record after the NHL trade deadline. Um, I'm sure we'll get some mix of any NFL news leading up draft wise. Um, but until that time next week, this was episode 45. We look forward to talking to you again on the two bros talking sports podcast. Thanks for listening.